0: if you would, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. We're continuing this saga of David. He's, he's kind of went from bad to worse. If you're reading along uh, the last few weeks, he's made some bad decisions. He's, he said within his heart, he went to the Philistines. The Philistines have now rejected him, and now things are getting even worse for him. 1 Samuel chapter 30, starting there with verse 1, it says, Now when David and his men came to Ziklag... On the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negeb and against Ziklag. They had overcame Ziklag and burned it with fire and taking captive, the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters." But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what it is saying to us today. Lord, I thank you for your grace that works in in the people that seek you. Lord, today I ask that your grace would work in, in us, Lord, and that as we are going through things in life, that we would strengthen ourselves in you. Because in you alone is true strength, true joy, true peace. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, we have salvation. Help us to live in that respect today, God. It is through you that we are able to accomplish all things. It is through you that we have salvation. And we ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. David is continually making bad decisions. He's finding himself in a bad situation. And if you recount what we talked about last week, David had actually went to go to battle with his buddies, the Philistines, and everyone kind of turned against him and said, David, we don't want you here. We can't trust you because you're our enemy. And so David... He goes back to his house, he shows up at his house, and it's burned to the ground, Ziklag. And I, I mentioned a, a while back, but they'd actually found some archaeological evidence this past summer where they found where Ziklag was, and it's burned ruins. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that what the Bible says is true. And they found Ziklag. It had been burned to the ground. And, and, and it's interesting to me that, that so much of the time, we, we, place, we place so much in our possessions, Whatever we own, whatever it is that, that we have acquired, that's, that's like the important thing to us. But at the end of the day, if you were to lose a family member, that is way more painful. That if you were to lose everything that was around you, that is way more painful. I'm reminded um, a few years back when uh, New York City was attacked and the Pentagon was attacked and uh, you know, all this happened um, when, when, when our nation was attacked... And, and a lot of times everybody looks back and they think, well, those were the good old days. All the politicians were getting along and, and everyone was just having a good old time. And there was still division within our country then. But when 9-11 happens, we saw everyone come together. And the reason is because we realize what's truly important in life. And David, this whole time, he's been making decisions that are not based on, on true things. He's thinking, well, I, I need to feel safety Yet, the God that had called him to be the king of Israel, do do you not think that maybe he was big enough to protect David? But David didn't have faith, and he ran to be with the enemy for a time. And we also understand that maybe it's possessions that make us feel good about ourselves, and it's possessions that will, will show who we are. But David had acquired a whole city. He had 600 men with him in his army. David by by all accounts, really had his own nation already. He had these soldiers, and it, you read there, it says that, you know, all the men, women, everyone that was in the village had been taken. They had been killed, but they had been taken. More than likely to be sold in a slave trade somewhere. But David, here he is, he's, he's coming, he has these people coming against him, and, and, and they're, they're, they're wanting to knock him down. It says that they're wanting to stone him. Now, how many of you in here have ever had someone say, "We're gonna, I'm going to stone you. I'm going to throw a rock at you. I'm going to hurt you. I mean, for the most part, most of us have probably never truly experienced that, except us husbands in here. But, you know, we, we probably never truly experienced that in our lives. But the thing is, is that... We need to understand today that David literally had people wanting to kill him. And, and, and all of this started because Saul wanted to kill him. And then he moves to the Philistines. And now the Philistines don't trust him and they're wanting to kill him. And then you get to this, this idea that, that, well, I've got family and I've got friends and I've got 600 people. Now they're wanting to kill him. And in that dark moment, the darkest moment of David's life to this point, David turns to the Lord. Has anybody here ever been in that dark moment? You ever had that moment where everything was just falling apart? Everything was terrible? Everyone that you thought loved you, turned against you, all the things that you felt were uh, secure, uh, your possessions or uh, your nation or whatever it is, and all of that just falls apart in the blink of an eye. And I know we don't like bad times, but here's the thing, that when we go through bad times, there's still a good God who's, who's available to us and who's perfect in all that He does. And David remembers that. The, the cool thing, you know, David is always, he's always recounted in Scripture as a man who was after God's own hearts. We've heard that time and time again. I mean, really, when we say David, probably most people think that phrase in their mind at some point. Well, he was a man after God's own hearts. Well, he really was. Because even in his rebellion against God, the grace of God fell hard upon him. And he remembered who God was. He remembered that God is good and that he's good all the time. And so in this place of distress, he found himself in the hands of God. Church, today we need to understand that no matter what we're going through in this world, that God can do great things. When we look at the state of our nation, it, well, there's a lot of political stuff going on right now, isn't there? Lots of stuff going on. I mean, civil war worthy stuff, right? Our nation is so divided at this moment, and it, it, it sickens me that people would, 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 would value a political system or party over people. We need to be people who love and that reach out and, 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 and connect with people. And, and David had forgotten all that. All, all he wanted to do was to take care of himself, and that was a road that led to a road of destruction. In Proverbs, we read that there's a way that seems right to man. But the end is what? It's death. The end is death. When you go, yeah, you, you got it. Uh, that there's a way that seems right to us, but the, the road that, that that right way seems, it actually leads to death. And we don't need to be on that road. We need to be looking to God, the author and finisher of our faith. And, and here David has finally be, been reminded, even in the darkest hour, he was reminded of who God is, and God strengthened him. I, I love that, that thought there, that here David has Saul chasing him, he has the Philistines betraying him, and now his own people want to stone him. They want to put him to death as a criminal. And honestly, that's what he was at this point. He was a bandit, and all of their family were now missing or dead. They didn't know. They were all in that state because of David and his bad decisions. Because he had been deciding to try to do life his way. And so David, in that moment, what does he do? Does he continue making bad decisions? Well, Saul did that, but David learned a lesson from Saul. And David looks to the Lord, and he strengthens himself in the Lord. You guys... I can't help but just scream this from the top of my lungs this morning that if you're going through a rough time, if things are hard for you right now, if, if, you're, if you're walking around and there's just problems and problems and problems and you just feel like you're just overwhelmed in your life, turn to Jesus. That whatever you're going through in this life, it's not bigger than Jesus. There's physical things that can come upon us. It's not bigger than Jesus. There's, there's monetary things that can come upon us. It's not bigger than Jesus. You may have people problems in your life. They're not bigger than Jesus. David strengthened himself in the Lord. And I believe this with my whole heart. That if we as a body of believers strengthen ourselves in God, that strength doesn't run out. We're able to continue on. We're able to continue doing what God has called us to do. All believers, I want everybody to hear this today. All believers will experience... Bad situations in life. Everyone here is going to experience that. I don't want to paint a picture that well, when you come to Jesus, everything's hunky-dory from then on out. And a lot of times people in the world may think that. And I'm glad that they do because here's the thing. If we are as believers are going through rough times but we're relying upon Jesus, you know what? Our facade may not change much. We may have a smile on our face because of the strength that Christ gives us. But that doesn't mean we're not going through hard times. We're all going to go through hard times. Periodically, It's going to happen. And so it's important that you hear this. Some of you are like, well, I know that I need to turn to Jesus for my strength. Okay, now do it. I, a lot of times when I'm talking with people, they'll say, man, Daniel, I'm just, I'm stressed. I'm this, I'm that. They, they come to me and they'll, they'll say these things. I'm overwhelmed. These are words I hear a lot. Well, guys, here's the thing. We have a Savior who offers us strength. He offers us security. The reason that I believe that once a person is saved, they are always saved, is because that's not something I do. That's something God does. That God blesses us with that gift. That that is something he bestows to us. That my salvation is not dependent upon whether I'm good enough or not. He said, guess what? I'm not good enough. I need Jesus. I need his strength. I need to be like David in those dark times, and I need to turn to Jesus, and I need to draw my strength from him. You don't draw your strength from from the things of this world. I agree everybody needs a break, a vacation. How many of y'all would like to go on a vacation right now? Okay, like four of y'all. Y'all are like some relaxed people. Oh, okay, here we go. There we go. Y'all are so tired you can't even, oh, help, help, brother. I need a vacation. I can't even raise my arms. I understand I have a six-month-old that's huge. I'm wore out all the time. Because I want you to understand today that our strength doesn't or shouldn't come from the things of this world. Our strength comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's our strength. David found it out here. And, and we're not going to continue with the story today. But, but here we read where David turns to the Lord. He gets strong in the Lord. He thinks about the good things of God, the Word of God. He, he strengthens himself in that. Instead of thinking about what's right in his own heart, he's thinking about what's right in the heart of God. And so he becomes strong at this point, And strong enough that now, not only is he able to make a decision to go rescue his family and his people, but he gains the respect of his people back because they follow him. God does an amazing work in the lives of people. God is a God of restoration. Everybody say restoration. Restoration. That is exactly what God does. That in our weakest moment when we are just done and there's no more to us, God can restore and he can reclaim what the devil and what the world has taken from us, what we've allowed the world and the devil to take from us. God can restore that. He can restore relationships. God can restore uh, bad times in our lives. And and really, what's great is the horrible times in my life that I've went through. And I've went through some dark times. I'm no different than you. I've seen things and I've experienced things that I hope I never do again. But God is always there with me. So I gather my strength from Him. David gathered his strength from him and he's able to go forth. And if you'll read the rest of this chapter, David goes and and he finds these these bandits who were probably trying to sell his wives into slavery. They were trying to sell all these people into slavery. He goes back and, 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 and he's successful in getting everything back and getting all his people back. And it's amazing how God can use a bad situation in order to call someone to action what God needed the whole time we remember David earlier on he was that young little snot-nosed punk who went and took on a Goliath went and took him on he didn't care you're not going to talk about my God that way you're not going to talk about my people that way who are you you, you come at me with with uh, weapons but I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord and David remembered those days and here we see David returning to that faith, that first love. You know, Paul talks a lot about that in the New Testament, to return to our first love. John talks about that in the, in the epistles. We talk about getting real and getting right. Church, it's time that we get real and right in Jesus today. That we quit strengthening ourselves on what feels good. Some people go to church and they say, well, I want to go to church and I want to feel good about myself. Good. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that's like a complaint you hear, people. And, and there's complainers in the world. Can y'all believe that? They just go from church to church to church and they complain. Well, the music doesn't reach me. The preaching doesn't reach me. The pews are too hard. The pews are too soft. You you know that type? Well, here's the thing, guys. If you experience anything good when you come to church, that's just a side effect of of why we're here. If a song blesses you, that's just a side effect of why you're here. The reason we're here is to glorify God. The reason we're here is to lift him up, to strengthen ourselves in him and not above ourselves. God is seeking us in so many ways today, but the one thing he wants his church to do today is to get real. David is finally getting back to who he was created to be, the king of Israel. And in this world today, uh, you know, and I I hear a lot of militant Christians out there who say, you know, they act like, guys, I'm all for it. Honestly, I'm not going to get into like debates today because i this, this is probably a mixed crowd as far as politically where you stand what the world needs today is not more christians who are hateful what the world needs today is not more christians who now stay with me here you're not political i'm not saying you can't be involved in politics i think we should be we've been blessed with that option amen we can vote Man, we can run. We can be a part of, of the, the solution in this world. But, but the reason we do it is because we have strengthened ourselves in the Lord and we want to bring glory to God. That's what this world needs more of. I would even go as far as to say we don't need more rules in this nation. Since when did rules keep us from speeding down the road? Right? They can put... And this is funny. Like nowadays, like on all of our food, they put how much fat and how much calories is on that food, Right? Does that really stop anybody from eating? I mean, I'm usually just like, it, now it's like reading material, like, hmm, that's a lot of sodium in this, you know? What this world, we don't need more laws, and, and Jesus understood that because you know what Jesus understood? What this world needs is Him. What this world needs is His blood shed on the cross for our sins. That's what this world needs. So we turn to him, we strengthen ourselves in him. Quit quit being weak in your faith, but stand up and and chase hard after God. David finally was getting it. In the hardest time of his life, in his darkest hour, he turns to God, strengthens himself, and he reaffirms who he is in, in God. And that's where we need to be today. The church doesn't need people who are more militant and hateful and, and, and all of this that we see in the world today. What this world needs to see is a church that is loving and compassionate and taking the truth. And guys, understand, the, the truth we're taking is good news. It's gospel. It's what people need to hear. It's not like we have to go out here and just say, well, that doesn't line up with the way I, I view things politically. It doesn't line up with the way things I, I see in this world what we need to do is to go out and just preach the truth sin is sin amen i'm not pulling back from that by the way there's sins in this world that need to be addressed because sin kills we need to preach the gospel what is the gospel that that we're sinful people and that sin kills but jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly And so we preach Jesus to the world, and they're able to understand. And what we read in Romans chapter 1, you know, it talks about the gospel being the power to save people. What I'm preaching today, it's not just words, it's not just time filler because it's Sunday and we have to go to church or whatever. What's important about preaching this today is because these words can save people, and it's not anything Daniel does. No matter how I present this this morning, whether I'm in a fancy suit or not, it doesn't matter. It's the word of God that changes people. Right. And David was hearing the word of God and he strengthened himself in the Lord. And he was able to, to get back on track and to do what God had called him to. All believers will experience the deserting of people in their lives. People are not always going to be your backbone. I always see people writing this. Well, they're my rock. People can be a rock for a season, but not all the time. Every one of us, we're not, we're not perfect at that. But you know who is? God. God is consistent in our lives if we'll just look. In those dark hours, just like David, you know, he couldn't even depend upon his people. They had given up on him. And you may in your life, and I would venture to say we will in our life experience when people just kind of give up on us. and People would rather throw a rock at us than support us. We will experience that, but God is the God of Restoration. All believers will also experience this, or you can experience this. And I want everybody to hear this because it's kind of been this, this darker message this morning where it's kind of like, you know, it, hey, if we're, you know, if we're running from God, if we're not seeking after Him or whatever, then, then this is what happens. Here's a great point. I want you guys to hear this. This is all you take from here this morning. I want you to hear this. Every human being can experience the love of God. Every one of us. A lot of y'all think, well, that's, that's good because we're a bunch of church people. But I'm talking everybody. Those guys that are walking up down the streets at 2 in the morning, they can experience Jesus. They can experience Jesus. Like they're, they're, I kind of had a thought there, and I was like, maybe that's when I need to get up. I need to start doing my runs like at 2 in the morning and, and run into these guys who are probably carrying drugs from one point in town to the next. And I need to ask them, hey, do you know Jesus? Just point blank ask them. Not hateful, not judgmental. Just say, I just want to tell you about the good news of Jesus Christ. And that this bondage that you're under right now, you don't have to live under that anymore. You can be set free. Because God has got a restoration. Amen. Psalm 34, and we're not going to get to it today because um, we're running short on time, but Psalm 34 kind of little talks about, you know, who we are and who God is. And, and uh, Psalm 34 is just beautiful, and we have to come back to it at a later point. But I, I did want to just, just think about this because this is a psalm that David wrote. It's a psalm that David wrote from his heart that he was able to, to, to come to these decisions in his life because he had went through it. But one of the verses that, that sticks out, because if you were to break Psalm 34, the first section in, in, into areas, uh, you would see where David first begins there in the, in the first three verses. He begins by praising God through tough times. We have to learn to be people that when the tough times come, we begin to praise the Lord. We begin to, to sing praises to him. We begin to, to give glory to him. We begin to look to him for, the, uh, for our strength. Now, the second section would be that we need to testify of the goodness. And if you look through verses 4 through 7, you guys can go home and put this together. But the first three verses, he's talking about praising God. The 4, 5, and sixth verses, he's going and he's telling other people about it. We need to be adamant about that. We need to be telling people about Jesus. When was the last time we told people what, how good God is in our life? We need to be telling people, if God is so good to us and we're willing to call ourselves Christians, don't you think we should share this? I know people who like to share sports ideas, sports trivia, right? Sports statistics. They like to share this with other people because they're adamant about it. Church, we need to be sharing the things of God with the world. We need to be telling that to people because there's life in those words. There's life in that. And why is that? Why, why, why are we able to do that? Well, because God calls us out of the bad stuff in life. He calls us out from the depression. He calls us out from, from, from the down and outs. He calls us out from the bad decisions that we made. And He calls us to live a life of freedom. He calls us to live a life in which He is glorified. Because the good news is for all people; it's for everyone. And David, in that in that passage there in Psalm 34, go home and read this. In verse eight, he says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." David had learned it; that God is good. And last week I was telling you guys about you know uh, cinnamon rolls, right? <laughs> and I kind of had this analogy, you know, I thought, and this is pretty good. That okay. If you've ever had good cinnamon rolls, then every other cinnamon roll doesn't measure up. That's good, right? You think about it. Once we experience God, then the rest of our lives, then we measure everything else by that time that we spent with the Lord. And so we stay with Him. Greg came up to me, and he says, well, it's also like, think about it this way, Daniel. And I was like, okay. And he said, well, you know, people who have never experienced good cinnamon rolls don't know any better. I was like, well, thanks for making a better point than me, Greg. <laughs> I thought long and hard on that, and he just flips it. But honestly, thank you, Greg, for that. That I mean, people in the world do not know how good God is. You know what they know about God? They know that, well, people that follow God are terrible. Who was it? Was it Gandhi that said, you know, I love your Jesus, but I don't like your followers. The followers of Jesus. That's that's a sad statement. I, I, love, I love Jesus. I love what he stands for, but the followers, that's the problem. Well... We are the problem and that's why we need him but the thing is is that there's a world of people out there who have never ever experienced the goodness of God and we're able just to take it to them free of charge you know free of charge we live in this post this society it's all it's all about modernism it's all about yeah you know, you know posting things on the internet but one thing I'm learning is that we've become like a commercialized church now that we're selling things now you ever, you ever flip through Facebook and you're like they'll be like hey you want to learn how to be this that, or the other within your church or be powerful or something or you, you, and then you, you open it open the page up and well you got to send them $29.95 I mean those are the same guys that when I was younger they would they were trying to sell everybody prayer hankies or something like that you know Well, I've prayed over this hanky, and if you'll send me, you know, $50, I'll send you a prayer hanky. The world doesn't need more of that. The world needs needs us to be real. The world needs you to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Amen? To strengthen yourself in God. David was able to go on and do great things, which, by the way, he still made mistakes. And there was times in his life that he was despicable. at the end of the day, he was a man after God's own heart because he sought his strength in the Lord. Not because David was mighty, it's because his God was. And so we seek God today. Let's bow our heads and strengthen ourselves today. God, our our, our, our hearts today have heard your word. You have spoken to us and, and, and Lord I, I can't help but just be prompted to go out and just to, to do things differently after hearing this. After seeing that, that David had made some some bad decisions, he had done some things that were just they were just terrible. His decisions affected a lot of people. His, his little nation that you had blessed him with, that he was, his, his portable nation that he was carrying around, Philistine. And he, this, this place, the God, that, that you had placed him in, he, he had made bad decisions with everything that you had blessed him with. And Lord, when the, when the times got rough, he strengthened himself in you. And that was a turning point. I ask that you would help today to be a turning point for us today. That we quit running, we quit going from point A to point B just based on what we feel is right, what we think is right. That we'll quit reasoning within our own heart what's right. The Lord will turn to you and we'll strengthen ourselves in you. Thank you, Father, for being a good and gracious God. Lead us today in your most holy name. Amen.